Well, grace and peace, everyone. Bless you to each and every one of you. Thank you for joining in with us for another equipping Bible study with Beyond the Four Walls Ministries. I am Pastor Monica, and on behalf of my husband, uh, Pastor Eric, and the rest of our BCFW family, welcome if you are joining in with us for the first time. Uh, we are certainly thankful for each and every one of you. And so to stay connected with us, you can visit us at btfwcm.org. And uh, we're certainly thankful for all that God is doing uh, in our ministry and our ministry family, I should say, because when we talk about a church or ministry, um, it means people. And so we are thankful for those of you that are connected to BCFW. And uh, we ask that you continue to pray with us and for us. And so tonight, uh, we are going to be talking um, and studying on uh, prayer hindrances. And so um, I, to be very honest with you, before I go into prayer, uh, just a moment, I um, actually was studying on last night and I thought that the Holy Spirit was taking us one way, but then he ended up uh, taking us a whole nother way on today uh, while I was working and the Lord had given us another route to go uh, with uh, this subject and this uh, topic on tonight. So with that being said, I want to encourage you to go ahead and grab your Bibles, uh, your tablets, your journals, your notebooks. You already know BCFW, how we do, and uh, grab some tea or coffee, water, whatever it is that you like to drink in the evening time. And we are going to get started with our study on tonight. I certainly feel the presence of the Lord already. Um, I'm grateful Grateful uh, for those of you again that are joining in with us for the first time. I want to interject and to invite and encourage uh, those of you on tonight to uh, join in with us um, every month. We actually started it this month, March. Um, every month we are going to be setting aside three days um, at the beginning of the month to fast pray. And the purpose of that, and we'll get more into that at a later time, but let me just say this very briefly. But the purpose of us doing that is to um, set that time aside, but also to hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say unto us, uh, not just for our personal lives, but for our families, um, as well as um our careers, our businesses. And so we want you to join in with us. And so you can go to the website to get more information about um, our three-day fast that we will be doing at the beginning of every month, all right? So we are very grateful uh, to the Lord for, uh, for that. And so I certainly feel the presence of the Lord. And I just want to open up in prayer before we get into our time of study. So Father, Father, we thank you, we praise you, we honor you, we give you all of the glory, hallelujah, all of the praise, God, that is due your holy name. Thank you, Father, for allowing us, oh God, to assemble, to come together as a community of people, Father God, a community of believers, Father, and even if someone is viewing on tonight, God, and they are, are 
undecided as to what uh, they want to do, Father, whether they want to accept you or receive you. We are going to trust and believe by faith, oh God, that they are going to receive you as their Lord and Savior. And so, Father, in the meantime, help us to continue to love one another, even to love um, the unbeliever, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we say thank you, we praise you, and we honor you in Jesus' name. Bless this word on tonight, Father. Allow it to fall on good ground. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so we are going to get started on tonight. Um, and we are going to be coming from 1 Peter chapter 3. Now, throughout our study on this evening, I am going to give you some uh, different uh, scriptures that I want you to write down. And I encourage you always to go back and to study uh, in your own time what it is that we have talked about on tonight. And so um, let's go here. So we're going to uh, talk about prayer hindrances on this evening. And I have to be very honest with you, as I was reading uh, 1 Peter chapter 3 uh, on today, I never looked at this uh, uh, chapter as I did uh, today. So um, the Lord actually showed it to me and revealed it to me in a whole different light. And so I want to share that with you on tonight. And maybe you have already seen it that way. And if that be the case, that is good. But I'm being very honest with you on tonight that I did not see it. I've read it, but I did not see it the way we're going to bring it out to you on this evening. All right. So let's just talk here. Um, 1 Peter chapter 3 actually opens up with uh, wives. For those of you that are women out there and you are married, uh, and the, the first part of 1 Peter speaks of or speaks to wives of all different walks, okay? Male to female, that is what the word of the Lord is speaking about as we open up 1 Peter chapter 3, all right? And so I, that is not our focus tonight, but let me just say this to every wife that is out there. Um, as it relates to being a wife. And I'm probably going to do another teaching uh, related to these verses here uh, from 1 Peter 3, uh, 1 through 6. So that's another time. But let me just say this very briefly. As I was reading it, I saw here that um, it says that in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Okay. Now it goes on to say that, and I actually underlined it here. It says that um, then even if some, if some of our, our husbands refuse to obey the good news or the word of God, our lives, our godly lives, uh, will speak to them without any words. Another, in other words, ladies, that sometimes you do not even have to say anything, but the life in which we are living, whether they are saved, whether they are unsaved, whether they are going through a tough time right now, understand this, that your godly life, your godly character, even on the days when it's, it is so hard or it is the hardest, remember this, that your godly life life will uh, without your godly life will speak to them without any words then they will be won over this is the thing that the holy spirit um allowed me to see in this verse here it says that then they will be won over by 
observing your pure and reverent lives. So I want us, as First Peter opened up, it talked about, and it speaks of this to every wife, okay? So I want you to remember that as wives on tonight, that it is your life, it is your godly life, it is your character that will win your husband unto the Lord, no matter what stage he may be in at this point in his life, your work, your godly life, not your words, not your, uh, um, uh, what you telling him off every single day. No, it is the life in which you are living that will enable him or that will cause him to be won over. So that's a whole nother topic there, but I wanna skip down uh, because we have a, quite a bit that I want to cover on this evening, all right? So let's get into First uh, Peter chapter three. I promise you ladies, we will talk more about that in depth at another time, okay? Um, we're talking about prayer hindrances on this evening. And if we look at verse number seven in First Peter chapter three, it lets us know, it says, you husbands, likewise, likewise, love, live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker or as with a weaker vessel since she is a woman and grant her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of God so that your prayers may not be hindered. I need all of our men out there to underline that so that your prayers may not be hindered, okay? So in Peter's First letter when we when we look at this first uh, Peter three here in Peter in uh, Peter's first letter Peter mentions prayer three times okay and so uh, it is uh, something very remarkable about these three instances that I'm going to mention to us on tonight that we're going to plow through together so keep your Bibles your tablets open and follow along with me um, something very remarkable about these instances is that there is something common in each one of them we're getting ready to find that out in just a moment but we're going to see something common out of each one of these uh, um, three instances of three these verses out of first peter three okay and so uh let's read them and see if we can detect or if you can detect the holy spirit actually showed me already so i want to make sure and i know you're going to find it because we have a smart class on this evening okay and so let's see if you can detect the common thread running through each one, okay? The first one is, is that Peter has a word for every husband about prayer and their relationship with their wives. It says here, look at verse number seven again. Look at verse number seven with me out of 1 Peter 3 and 7. It says, you husbands, likewise, live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker vessel. Since she is a woman, since she is a woman, and grant her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Now, Peter was, um, in this particular text, it, he was not degrading women. Women were not being degraded here, okay? But what was going on here, let me just grab my 
my other uh, my Bible here, my other Bible here. Okay, I just want to read this to you. That when Peter says that women uh, may be weaker than men, he was not implying moral or intellectual, in, uh, you know, being inferior or whatever, but was recognizing women's physical limitations, okay, limitations, and women in that day um, they were, um, if they were uh, unprotected by men, they were vulnerable uh, to attack. And so it is even, to be honest with you, even on today. So if you notice here, um, after the letter is open, he talks to about the wives and then he goes immediately into about the husbands, okay? Because understanding that there are women who are married or who are living with unsaved you know, husbands and so forth and on. And again, that is not my, my purpose on tonight. But what I want to say is, is that he says, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Okay. If, so underline that again, so that your prayers, or underline that for me, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Second, in that very next paragraph, he speaks to all believers. So he talks to the husbands. Why first to the husbands? Because they are the head. They are the priests of the home, right? No matter if they are saved or unsaved, no matter their position in life, he speaks first to the husbands. Second, he um, in that very next paragraph, he speaks to all believers in verse number eight about being uh, brotherly and kind-hearted and humble. Three things, uh, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble. Then in verse number nine, he says, not returning evil for evil, but instead giving a blessing. Then to, okay, so giving a blessing. So let's look at that verse there. I want to read it in its, in its entirety, okay? In verse number nine, let's look at that here. It says that, uh, finally, all of you should be of one mind. Every last one of us, okay? So first he talked to the husbands. Now he's talking to all believers, male, female, child, whomever. And when that child is old enough to understand, guess what? He's saying to all believers, he says, finally, all of you should be of one mind. Not of two minds. He's saying of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters, whether you are blood relatives or whether you are brothers and sisters in Christ, right? It says, be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. I'm going to get more into that in a few moments. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called us to do, and he will grant us a blessing. For the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies, okay? So we can see that here. And then uh, to, even to support that, uh, Peter here, he quotes, if you look at uh, verse number, go back to verse number nine, and he, he quotes that, that, uh, that 
same, uh, the, he quotes the verse, excuse me, from Psalms 34 and uh, 15, 34 and 15, okay? Let him who means to love life and see good days refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking God and let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him speak, let him seek, excuse me, seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer or attend to their prayer. Now, if you would allow me just to inject this for a moment, I know a lot of times or many times we have just quoted that latter part of that particular verse. You know, for the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer, right? But then sometimes we leave off that last part of that verse. He says, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, right? First Peter 3, 10 through 12. Okay, so understand that. So let's go back here. We're going to, I'm giving you the three of them and then we're going to go back to them. Okay. The third thing is, is that in first Peter four and seven, he says, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be, be of sound judgment, sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Okay. Or literally for the sake of your prayers, that the prayers that you are praying, he's saying, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of your prayers or our prayers or for the sake of our prayers. Let me let you know that living right, when we talk about hindrance or prayer hindrances, let me just let you know this, that living right helps us pray. Okay, and I'm going to, let me just uh, give you the whole thing here that I have. Now that, um, what is, I should ask, what is the unusual, a uh, common thread running with these, uh, these verses that I just read? The three things that I have just given or stated here, first he talks to the husbands, then he talks to every, uh, all believers, right? And then he says, uh, third is, is that the, the end is at hand. How many of you, us know that the end is literally at hand? We are living in the last days. He says, but be of sound judgment and of a sober spirit. So all of these three things that I have just given to you or the three references that I have just given to you uh, to prayer what strikes, if we think about that, what strikes us or what, uh, um, when we think about all three of, of, of these three things that I just mentioned here, okay? Let me just relax for a moment, okay? So when we think about all three, it teaches us that praying helps us live right, but that living right helps us to pray. Let me just say that again. Uh, all three will teach us not that praying helps us to live right, but that living right helps us to pray. So I left off that word not, okay? So go back and add the word not in there, okay? So now we understand that that is true that 
praying is one of the ways it is true you know don't get me wrong that praying is one of the ways that god appointed us to live the way that we should live okay the way that we should live if we look at colossians uh chapter 1 verses 9 through 10 peter uh, uh points that in every one of these verses that i just read is that it's true that Every one of those verses that I just read is that it's true the other way around, that God has appointed a way, that God himself has appointed a way for us to live, which will help us to pray. God himself has set a pattern. He has set a a a uh a, pl a plan for us how we ought to live, which will help us to pray okay we're going to get more into that in just a moment i hope you are following us on tonight let us know where you are watching and connecting in from if you're not a part of the btfw family okay there are ways hear this on tonight as i was studying this i have here that there are ways to live that will hinder every one of our prayer lives right i just gave you a few of them and of course i could have gone another way as i stated a little while ago that i had uh, the lesson was planned out a different way but the holy spirit had us to go in this route okay so there are ways to live that will hinder our prayer and then there is a way to live that will help and grow our prayer lives okay again there are hindrances i just mentioned a few here and i'm going to give you some others as in the days uh, ahead because of uh, the other day the holy spirit has said to us he says whatever you do in this month alone you know he, he spoke specifically about the month of march <laughs> excuse me and he said for us to make sure that we would keep our posture of prayer to keep our posture for prayer okay for prayer so there are ways that can hinder there are many distractions that will come in to hinder our prayer lives right but then there is a way that will help us grow in our prayer lives all right so let's look at let, let's look at the right living or or the way our prayers are help or, or let's look at right living uh how right living will help our praying let's look at that right living will help our praying okay let's look here um at the similarities again okay and um and i want you to at this time uh think about what is peter or what was peter telling us about how living helps helps praying how living will help us in our prayer walk okay he says how husbands are to live with their wives let's just look at that for a moment okay i couldn't really understand all why the holy spirit had us to go this way but i believe that through obedience on tonight that god would allow us to bring this forth because he knew or he knows that this lesson was needed okay not the way that i thought that he wanted us to go but the way that he has us going on tonight all right so let's look at that right living helps our praying so how husbands live with their wives 
the first thing is, is that First Peter uh, 3 and 7 tells us that there is a way to live with their wives, that how men ought to live with their wives. And if not careful, their prayers can become clogged, okay, and also blocked. And a way to live with their wives also that can help their prayers, okay? So when he talked about you husbands are likewise, Understand this one tonight, men, all right? All men of all different walks, whether you're part of BTFW, whether you are joining in as a visitor on tonight, understand this, that if your prayers or if you want your prayers to be helped and not hindered, you have to live with your wife in a certain way. Now, I know some of y'all may not like what I'm saying on tonight, but the word of the Lord lets us know, and this is the word. This is not Pastor Monica's uh, 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 theology. This is the word of God on tonight, okay? He says that if you want your prayers to be helped and not hindered, in other words, if you want your prayers to get through, right? He says you have to live with your wife in a certain way. There has to be an effort to understand her so as to know her needs. You have to understand and you have to understand her needs that, that she requires. Every woman is totally different. But if you are going to understand, if you are looking for the Holy Spirit to hear your prayers, if you're looking for God to hear your prayers and for your prayers not to be hindered, there has to be an effort to understand your wife, okay? Um, there has to also be a special uh, uh, understanding of her weaknesses and what she uh, what she especially needs. As I just stated, every woman is different. Not every woman is the same, okay? So you have to pray and ask God, Lord, what is it that my wife needs? What is it that she desires? Because every season, hear me, men, every season, and, uh, um, if there are different times that your wife will go through different changes. And if you're not careful, you will begin to take offense to it. But instead of taking offense to it. You've got to pray for your wife. Come on, somebody. You've got to pray and understand what her needs are or talk to God and ask him, what are the needs for my wife? Okay. And even talk to her. Okay. It's communication. All right. So understand that there has to be a recognition that she is a fellow heir of the grace of life and an accompanying or a company of bestowed honor rather than any belittling or demeaning her, right? Or, or, or talking down to her. When husbands live like this with understanding, when men of God or men of all different walks begin to live and, and understand with this in mind uh, that, that they are to provide a tender care and honor and also and not uh, a speaking in a belittling way or dishonoring her, right? When they begin to understand, then your prayers will no longer be hindered. Some of your prayers are hindered on tonight is because as you are being the priest of your home, God is saying that some of your prayers are hindered because 
you are not in alignment with the way God has told you to be in alignment with your wife. And so I believe on tonight, God is saying to the people of God, to the men first, okay, I'm going to get to the other part, but to the men that you have to be in right alignment. There is a way, okay, there is a way. Live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker vessel, okay, so that your prayers will not be hindered. I can stay there all night, but I'm not going to do that because there's another part that we've got to talk about. But understand that some of you are wondering why, and I'm not saying that this is the reason for all of your unanswered prayers, but this is what the Holy Spirit has said to us for today, okay, and to bring forth on tonight that some of your prayers as men that are husbands out there, that your prayers are hindered all because of what is going on or how you have been treating your wife. But there is hope for you on tonight. Amen. There's hope for you. So let's look at this here. Okay. Let's look at this here. Now, and I don't want to stay on this, but as I was studying this, uh, there was a, a portion that I read um, out of, uh, of this particular a background, okay, as it relates to men um, who are wi who are husbands out there, okay, and um, to take the time that that men are to take the time to develop and maintain a good marriage is God's will. It is God's will that men, every husband, will take the time to develop and maintain a good marriage. It is God's will. It is serving God. It is a spiritual activity, and it is pleasing in his sight because you are the priest of the home. Everything's supposed to start with you as being the head of the home. And so you men, Husbands are to take the time to develop and maintain a good marriage because it is God's will. Now, wives, you are not off the hook. I already told you that I'm coming back to you at another time. But right now, I'm talking to the husbands that are out there. It is God's will. It is a, it is serving God. It is a spiritual activity pleasing to God, pleasing to God. And so no Christian believing husband should presume to think that any uh, spiritual good will be accomplished by his life without an effective ministry of prayer. Can I tell you that men on tonight, that God is saying that some things are not going, or all things in your life will not get done except you pray first. Come on, somebody. God is saying, seek him and he will give you the answers as to what it is that you need, okay? So no Christian believer should presume to think that any spiritual uh, no, no Christian husband that is a believer uh, should presume to think that any spiritual good will be accomplished by his life without an effective ministry of prayer. And no husband may expect an effective prayer life unless he lives with his wife in an understanding way. That, that is the key part right there, in an understanding way 
way, in an understanding way. Let's go on here, okay? There's, let's go on here. Uh, there is a way, okay, uh, to live with your wife that, that uh, or there are ways that, that uh, husbands are living uh, with their wives right now that causes or that is causing your prayers to be clogged, okay? Uh, to be clogged and it ruin or it is ruining uh your spiritual impact and so it is there is a way to live with your wife that will also free your prayers and empower and provide spiritual impact can i tell you men that if you are a husband out there it starts god is first but then you are next in line so god is saying that there is a way there is an understanding way there is an understanding way that will free your prayers that will unclog god i thank you that will uh -huh, my god i thank you tonight that will unclog your prayers that will unclog the line come on somebody i can't stay right there because i gotta move on but let me let me let me just go into um how uh, let's talk about now the, the other part that we uh, gave you, which was number two, how all believers ought to live, how all believers ought to live, okay? Peter goes on in verses eight and nine. I hope you're still with me on tonight. We're still coming from First Peter chapter three, okay? He goes on in verses eight and nine to call us, to call all of us. Uh, not just husbands, okay? He talked to the husbands for a moment. Now he moves into all believers, all of us that, that say that we have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we have accepted, that we have received him into our hearts, right? He says that all believers ought to be sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble, and not to return evil for evil, but to bless those who are unkind to us, okay? Then he gives, Peter then gives a reason for why we should live like this, okay? It is actually even in verse, um, in Psalm 34, in verse number 12, Psalm 34 and verse 12, okay? Uh, let's look at that here, Psalm 34 and verse number 12. Let me just grab my the Bible here, uh, Psalm 34 and verse 12. I hope that you're getting something out of this on tonight, okay? Psalm 34 and 12. Let's look at that here, okay? It says that, does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Now, that is a question here. I don't know about you, but I definitely want to live a life that is long, not in a poverty mentality or a slavery mentality, but I want to live a prosperous life because the word of God lets me know and lets you know as well that it is God's will that we ought to live a prosperous life. So yes, we want to live a life that is long and prosperous, right? We want to live that life. Okay, so he says here, he said that in verse 12, the reason comes to a climax with the same kind of uh, a thing here as um, the same thing mentioned, excuse me, in verse, verse Peter chapter three and seven, okay? Namely, uh, because prayers are hindered if we don't live this way. 
okay? So for the the, uh, the climax of the argument, so when we talk about uh, uh, being sympathetic, when we talk about being brotherly and kind-hearted and humble and not returning evil for evil, right? And to bless those who have been unkind to us and vice versa. Some of us have been unkind to people, not just people been unkind to us. Come on, somebody. But some of us have been unkind to people and we needed others, those same people to turn around some of us and bless us in return, right? So let's look at that here. So he says that prayers are hindered if we don't live this way, okay? God has a special openness. He has a special openness to the prayers of those who pursue peace and whose lips are clean and pure and who do not use guile or, in other words, a deceit. Okay, found in verse number 12. He says, for the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. The eyes of the Lord are upon every God, every believer, every righteous being, every person who is living a life as a Christian believer. He says, for the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. Who is God? Who is his ears attentive to? His ears and who is his eyes attentive to? His eyes and his ears are attentive to the righteous. I need y'all to catch that on tonight. He says here, the eyes, it's the eyes of the Lord are upon, okay? He's looking upon the God, I thank you, upon the righteous. And his ears are attentive to their prayer. Somebody needs to hear that on tonight because you kind of feel as though a, a God is not hearing you. But he already said here, this is a promise. This is what he said. And so you can pray in confidence when you are uh, uh, doing what the word of God says um, when it comes to praying, right? He says, for the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. Now, here it is. He says, but the face, his entire face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So if you are uh, uh, being, uh, instead of being humble, you're being prideful. Instead of being kind-hearted, you're being mean. Instead of being sympathetic, you are not being compassionate. Come on, somebody. We talked about empathy on last week. Instead of being brotherly, you are being a, 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 a devil. You're being uh, uh, not nice, okay? You're not being nice, right? So you're not being kind-hearted, right? Instead of not returning evil for evil, you are giving back that evil, you are trying to get revenge on somebody that has done you wrong, or perhaps you are perceiving that that individual has done you wrong. Come on, somebody. And so God says here, but my face is against those who do evil. So that is a hindrance to your prayer life. When you do the opposite of what the word of God says, when it comes to being humble, when it comes to being kind-hearted. When you do the total opposite of that, the Lord says, my face is, my. I'm not even looking at you right now. 
okay? I'm not even looking at you right now because you're doing the total opposite of what I have told you to do. Okay, but if you are, he says, you can best believe that my eyes are and my, my eyes and my ears are attentive to your prayer. His ears are attentive to your prayer. So God listens to the prayers of those who live like this. Those who live like what we just mentioned in first uh, first Peter chapter three. Uh, in verses eight and nine, okay, he says that uh, 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 God listens, God listens to the prayers of those who live like this, okay? So in order, we want him to listen to our prayer. We don't want our prayers to be hindered, okay? In order for our prayers not to be hindered, we've got to keep our tongues from evil. Write that down. Keep your tongues from being evil. Refrain from guile. Refrain from being deceitful. Refrain from lying. Come on, somebody. Come on. Seek peace and do righteousness. Now, listen here. And I, I got to be very honest with you. It's not always easy. Come on, we, I'm being very transparent. But at the end of the day, if you allow the word of God to take root in you, come on, somebody, you can best believe that your prayer in this type of aspect, because there, there are other hindrances to prayers. And I'm not, I don't have the time on tonight to go all through that, but we'll be talking about that in more depth as, as the weeks go on. Uh, in the month of March. However, what we are speaking about right now is the hindrances when it comes to your tongue being evil, uh, when it comes to you being deceitful, right? So he says, keep your tongue from evil, refrain from God, seek peace and do righteousness. So again, righteousness. So again, Peter is telling us how to keep our prayers from being hindered. Do you see that? Do you see the common thread here? Okay, so, so we have to make sure that we are keeping, uh, uh, that we are doing what, what the word of God says found in First Peter chapter three, okay? So Peter is telling us how to keep our prayers from being hindered. It's the same thing that Jesus was teaching in the Lord's prayer. If you go back and read the Lord's prayer found in Matthew chapter six, okay? When he was teaching about prayer, when he taught on prayer, when he told us to pray, what did he say in verse number 12? I want somebody to look at, look at that right quick. In verse uh, chapter 6, verse 12, found in Matthew, he says here, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Not forgiving, not forgiving uh, 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 will, will cause your prayers, will cause my prayers, will cause our prayers to become clogged. Did you hear that on tonight? Okay, so forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Okay, now sometimes the enemy will escalate it and he will make it seem like it's more than what it is. That, that's his job. But we've got to remember that at the end of the day, we have a mandate as Christian believers to forgive. Because how can we say that we love God, 
right? Whom we have never seen, but then we, we, we hate our brothers, okay? Or we are unforgiving to our brothers and our sisters. So we so not forgiving those uh, who, uh, 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 not forgiving those who have wronged us or whom we have perceived have wronged us will cause our prayers to become clogged. Okay, so that was another point that Peter was, was making in chapter three here, found in First Peter. So there is a way to live, uh, to live that our that there is a way that we ought to live so that our prayers are not hindered and vice versa. There is a way to live that hinders our prayers. There is a way that people are living today and, and we want to say, well, that's the devil. You know, the devil made me do it, right? Um, he did this, he did that. But the truth of the matter is everything we cannot blame on the devil because at the end of the day, we as believers have a, a choice. We can make a conscious choice in the situation. Although it may not be, although your character may have been attacked, come on, although it's being attacked, come on, um, although you are right about the situation, but the the word of God lets us know, do not return evil for evil, but to bless those who have been unkind to you. Bless those who have attacked your character. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that you got to be all up in their space. Come on. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is that we have to forgive. You can love people from a distance. Come on, you, we can love people from a distance, okay? So let's move on. Let's move on here. Um, the next thing that we're, and we're going to close with this on tonight. I don't know if we're going to finish the rest of this, but we're going to try, okay? Um, the next thing was in 1 Peter 4 and 7, the third thing that I gave you, he says that there is, a, there is special endeavor there, there are special endeavors that we can make so that our prayers will be helped and not hindered what is that here what what are some of the what was that that peter was talking about he says here in first peter 4 and 7 the end of all things is at hand now, when I was a little girl, I remember like, oh my God, I had such a fear. Like, Lord, am I gonna grow, am I gonna uh, live to grow older so that I can be an adult, or is Jesus gonna come back? I remember asking my parents that uh, as as a child because I'm like, oh my God, because all we heard them talk about was Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, and let me tell y'all, Jesus is closer to his return than ever before. Okay, if you look at all of the events, all of the things that are taking place in our world today, let me tell you, the end of all things is at hand. First Peter 4 and 7 is the truth. God knows is the truth. Okay, but he goes on to say, therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the sake of your prayers, for the sake of prayers. Okay, so two things. First, all of us must be of sound judgment for the sake of our prayers. Second, we must be sober for the sake of our prayers. Did you get that? Let me say that again. We First, we must be of sound judgment for the sake of our prayers. And second, we must be sober for the sake of our prayers. Okay? So in other words, 
In other words, there is a way to think and live that will hinder our prayers. And then there is a way to think and live to help our prayers. And I said that before, but I'm saying that again. There is a way that we can live that will hinder our prayers. But then there is a way that we can live that our prayers will not be hindered, but they will be helped, okay? Do you understand that on tonight? All right, so let's look here. Let's look here. So the truth about all of these verses that we have given to you today, uh, tonight, three things that we've given to you, okay? The truth of all of these is we bring them together. The biblical truth, the word of truth, is that we can now with great confidence from uh, these verses that we have read from First Peter chapter 3 and then First Peter, uh, chap uh, I think it was First Peter 4, if I'm not mistaken, First Peter. Yes, First Peter chapter 4, okay? First Peter chapter 4. So when we look at that, the biblical truth, all right? The biblical truth that we can now uh, say with great confidence and boldness um, is that every Christian believer must endeavor to live it in a way that does not hinder his or her prayers. It's just simple as that, right? And you know, it's not always easy, but it is the truth, okay? So the truth of it is that every one of us should endeavor, should strive, right? Should, uh, should continue to live in a way that does not hinder our prayers, okay? So here it is. The first thing is, is that we must understand that um, as we talked about those three things, as we're bringing them all together now, what does it imply? The first thing uh, that it implies is that our prayers can be hindered, okay? Uh, uh, the other thing is, is that our prayers can be clogged and they also can be blocked for a number of reasons, but we know what our focus is on tonight. Husbands, believers in Christ Jesus, okay? And then us as a, on a personal level, our own individual lives, we apply it to ourselves that we are to be of one mind, a sound mind, okay? So then the other thing is, is that what blocks prayers is often uh, our lives. What, what, what is the other thing? When we put all those things together. Um, one of the other ways that our prayers can be hindered it is in the way in which we live, right? Um, it is the way that we relate to uh, uh, our families, our everyday relationships, um, our colleagues, right? That supervisor that you know is not right, but guess what? You are trying to get her right. You are wrong trying to get her right in the way in which you're doing it. It is in your approach, okay? Um, also with our neighbors, right? Those who live around us in the community, okay? So sometimes our prayers are blocked by our own lives, our own personal lives, how we are handling uh, certain things in our everyday lives. The other thing that when we bring this all together uh, with another biblical truth is that opening the way of prayer to God involves a conscious behavior. 
okay? A conscious behavior. What does a con what does conscious behavior mean? I, I actually wrote that definition down. It means to uh, to strive, uh, to show effort, uh, uh, to be constantly, uh, to constantly uh, endeavor, okay? And here's the thing: we cannot have. Um, uh, in order to constantly endeavor, we have to stay guarded up within our, our spiritual walk with God. We have to stay guarded up. We have to stay prayed up. But in order to stay prayed up, you've got to know the word of God because you can pray but you can pray and your prayers will be of no effect if you're not mixing it with the word of God, okay? That can be another hindrance. You can be praying, but you're just, just saying whatever, right? But you've got to learn the word of God so that when these times come, you know how to pray, okay? Because you have girded yourself up with the word of God. So a conscious behavior, so opening the way to prayer involves a conscious behavior um, excuse me, a conscious endeavor, excuse me, a conscious endeavor. And so each of these verses, uh, Peter is telling us or was telling us to resolve to do something so that our prayers will not be hindered, that we have to make a choice. We've got to make a decision so that our prayers will not be hindered. In other words, uh, a free open a real satisfying a life of prayer when we when we think about a lifestyle of prayer it is not automatic it really isn't when we think about that it is not automatic it doesn't just happen to you while you and i are being passive come on somebody it is it's, it's not automatic it's not going to happen just you being passive but because if it did these uh, three things that we share with you even on tonight would, would be pointless. It really would. It would be pointless, okay? But our prayer life depends in part. Our prayer life, it depends in part. It works in part. And, and you can say, well, Pastor Monica, how does it work in part? Let me give you 1 Corinthians 15 and 10. Write that down. Okay, it depends in part. In other words, it depends um, under God and his enabling grace. Under God and his enabling grace, okay? So you and I must choose to live uh, in our homes, on our jobs, in our private lives, um, in, in our private lives as a uh, uh, a lifestyle of prayer, okay? Uh, or, you know, that is something that we must do. If we look at 1 Corinthians, and I, we're almost out of time, but just go there with me. I want to, for those of you that may not have your Bible available, let's just go there uh, with me right quick. 1 Corinthians. I hope you're getting something out of this tonight. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15. Go there with me. I'm going to look at this at my other... First Corinthians chapter 15, okay? Let's look at verse number 10, okay? It says, but whatever I am now, this is Paul talking, but whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. For I have worked 
harder than any of the other apostles. This is what Paul was saying. Yet it was not I, but God who was working God through me by his grace. Do you get that? So if Paul can say that, you and I must say the same exact thing, that we, it is not in and of ourselves, but we must choose. We must understand that our prayer life depends in part that is under God and his enabling grace. I can stay right there, but I'm not, okay? So we have to remember that. We, we, we have to uh, remember that on tonight, all right? We're not going to finish this. I'm going to pick this back up on next uh, Wednesday, okay? I'm going to stop. Uh, right here. But what I do want to say is before I let you go, I'm going to close out with this, is that another way we can actually view this, what we're talking about, we, what we've talked about on tonight, is that with these particular verses, is that you and I must be willing to do whatever. We must be willing to do whatever we have to do so that our prayers are and will not be hindered for this year 2020. Now, I'm not talking about 2021. I'm talking about this year alone. I'm talking about the month of March. I'm talking about all of the months that are coming thereafter. We have to make sure that we have to be, well, we have to make a decision in our minds to do whatever we need to do so that our prayers are not hindered. We have to make a resolution. We have to make a resolve in our hearts, right? That uh, while this teaching has gone forth on tonight, that we are not going to be passive with our God, with Allah, hallelujah, with our prayer lives this year, but that we will take some, some active Steps. We will be proactive when it comes to our prayer lives this year. And when we take those active steps, we have to make sure that we are incorporating the word of God with our prayer lives. And when we do that, even on the hard days, you can best believe that we will see unhindered prayers. We will see that. Why? Because we made a resolve within ourselves that I'm not going to hold on to unforgiveness. I'm not going to return evil for evil, but I'm going to do what I need to do. Why? Because there is a place that I need to get to. There is another level. There's another dimension. And if you allow yourself to be hindered by what he said, what she said, what, what took place, right? Uh, uh, guess what? You are hindering yourself. So make a resolve on tonight. I'm, I'm out of time. I'm not finished. There's more that I want to share when it comes to uh, hindered prayers. I, I, there's more I want to share, but I'm going to stop right here. But I want to pray with you all on tonight before we let you go. And uh, with that being said, I want to see, it is my desire, whether I know you or not, every viewer, every listener on tonight, hear me when I tell you, the Lord. I know that this was the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you because I studied it another way and the Lord said to go this way. Can I tell you that God is ready to to unlock, hallelujah, some things in your prayer life. But you've got to be willing enough 
So allow yourself not to be hindered in your prayer life. Come on, somebody. There are some things, yes, that the enemy has done, but there are other things that we have a choice in the matter. And you've got to make a choice. You've got to make a resolve in your life on tonight. But I am not going to allow my prayer life to be clogged any longer. Come on, somebody. Maybe your prayer life is clogged because life happened and somewhere along the line your prayer life has a dwindled down the fire has gone out can i tell you on tonight that the holy spirit comes on tonight to unclog your prayer life come on so that you can now start to experience a unhindered prayer life when it comes to your walk with god and so i want to pray tonight and i want to let you go to stay connected to give back into the ministry connect with us at btfwcm.org but let's just pray father in jesus name god we thank you on tonight we praise you we honor you we give you glory hallelujah we thank you for your word on tonight come on people of god thank the lord for the word thank you father for your word on tonight because it is through your word, Father, that we experience life. Hallelujah. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I just ask you for every viewer, every listener on tonight, God, that if they have found, if we have found ourselves in any one of these areas, whether there are husbands out there uh, that, that need to uh, uh, make some changes, whether there are believers out there that need to make some changes, whether we have not been walking with a sound mind, Father, forgive us on tonight. We repent, oh God, because Father, we want to do what is right. Help us, God, to do what is right, Father, so that we can start to receive uh, unhindered prayer so that we can start to uh, see manifestations uh, to our prayers in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, creating us, Father, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. God, we thank you on tonight. We praise you. We honor you. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We honor you, Father. Hallelujah. For our prayer lives, oh God, is it device is our device oh god well hallelujah jesus to the growth in our lives father we thank you holy spirit we honor you on jesus name and we say thank you amen listen 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 let me tell you on tonight god is here i can feel him i can feel the holy spirit hallelujah and now that you have repented now that you have uh, asked god for forgiveness uh, for the unforgiveness for the areas where he has shown you maybe you didn't find yourself in this particular text on tonight but maybe there were other areas that was causing your prayer i must say hallelujah that was causing your prayer life to be hindered listen on tonight allow this evening to be a new beginning for you come on somebody because the spirit of the lord told me that this would be the time this should be the time where we as kingdom believers that we would keep our posture for prayer and if you lost that allow tonight to be that new beginning allow tonight to uh for you to return back to that posture for prayer i love each and every one of you join us again on next 
next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listen, invite somebody to Bible study. Let them know you don't even have to leave the comfort of your home, but you can join us right from where you are. On behalf of Pastor Eric and myself, we love you. Thank you so much for spending time with us as we equip you through the Word of God. Don't forget to go back and study what we've talked about on this evening. Have a great one in Jesus' name.